2: You're listening to Comedy Central.
3: While the president is making it harder for people to enter the US, his Confederate house elf, Jeff Sessions, (laughs) is planning to make life easier for certain Americans who are already here.
4: The New York Times is reporting that the Justice Department is planning to take on affirmative action in college admissions.
0: The Justice Department is working on a plan to investigate and potentially sue universities for admission policies that are found to discriminate against white applicants.
3: Finally! You know how many times I go to colleges in America and say, hey, where's all the white people? (laughs) If American colleges were any whiter, Jon Snow would build a wall to protect us from them. They're all coming, so many of them. They've got magic and hacky sacks. (laughs) Now, if you're confused about why this is happening, welcome to the club. (laughs) Jeff Sessions and his Justice Department have decided to get serious about racism against white people, which I didn't think was a priority, but apparently it is, because according to one poll, 54% or more than half of Trump supporters think white people face more discrimination than black people. Yeah. No, 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 no. Look, I know a lot of white people have real problems, but to hear them saying, you know, us whites have it worse than black people, it's like, where? (laughs) In the sun? (laughs) Like, where? It's it's almost like when rich people complain about their financial problems. Do you know how high the taxes on my summer home are? (laughs) Wait, you have a house for one season? Yeah, I need a house to get away from my house. What, you don't have a second house? I don't even have a house. You're so lucky. God damn it. <laughs> this is just madness. And the news of the Justice Department going after affirmative action in America universities is bound to be a big issue. So, to get more perspective on it, we turn now to Roy Wood Jr. and Jordan Klepper, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get straight into it. Roy, let's start with you. Uh-huh. Now, why oh, do you whoa. think...
4: Oh, yeah. Whoa, whoa, why do we have to start with Roy? <laughs> you see, it's happening right now. This is just another example of the subtle bias we white people face every single day. Oh man, here we go. Oh no, don't here we go me, Trevor. Oh God, Trevor, you wound him up. Oh no, don't you wound him up me either. For way too long, white people have lived as second class citizens. Let me ask you a question. Since Obama, how many white presidents have there been? (laughs) One. And look at our culture. Just this year, a black movie literally pried the Oscar out of the hands of a white movie. (laughs) A movie that had the guts to tell the story about how Ryan Gosling invented jazz.
3: Jordan, 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 I'm sorry, man. The numbers show that there is still a huge opportunity gap between black people and white people. A black man's median income is $14,000 less than a white man's. Uh, In schooling, 34% of white people complete higher education, while that's only true for 20% of black people. (laughs) Trevor,
4: numbers aren't the point. 12%. 55 degrees, four inches. Great, we all have numbers. But I've lived discrimination. Did you know that I did not get into Western Michigan University? You wanna know why? Was it because my grades were bad or I didn't do the essay portion of the SATs or because I didn't technically apply or was it because of this, your, your lady wrists? Don't you dare. Don't you dare gender my wrists. It was because of the color of my skin. Trevor, just because I read at a seventh grade level doesn't mean I can't read between the lines. I even see it in the workplace. Roy, how many times have you covered black issues on this show?
2: All the time. I did uh, black Twitter, black people in porn, black people
4: in Congress. See, Trevor, you're gonna tell me I'm not an expert on black porn? Why?
3: Uh, well, I, I don't want to know what you know about black porn, uh, but but Roy does these pieces because he's lived the black experience.
4: Ever, I've also lived the black experience. You think I don't know hip hop? I ain't saying she's a gold digger, but she ain't messing with the brother. Whoa, 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 whoa. Whoa.
2: Um, whoa! That that's that's not your word. Man.
4: Okay, you see, you see. That's How is that not our word? We came up with that word. <laughs> Talk about appropriation, huh? You stole it from us. All right, all right, uh, Jordan. <laughs>
3: before you make it impossible for me to be your black friend, I'm gonna stop you right there. Oh, um, it. Roy, 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 uh, what do you make of the Justice Department suing universities for discriminating against white people?
2: Um, I'm like Jordan. I, I agree with Jeff Sessions. Yeah, I... Wait, wait, what? Yeah. If white people are being discriminated against, we got to look into this injustice. Amen. People being blocked from getting into colleges just because of the color of their skin cannot be tolerated in America. Preach. I hope it turns class action. I hope Sessions slaps them colleges like a stripper booty in VIP. <laughs> ah, and, and if anyone has been discriminated against, Jeff Sessions and his Justice Department need to go in and seek compensation for those victims. Yeah, cut the jack. <laughs> and it's it's not just enough. It's not just enough to right the wrongs of today. We got to go back. I'm sure. We got to go way back. Hell,
4: maybe not way back. I'm
2: talking hundreds of years. Yeah, maybe 10 years, Max. And I agree with Jordan Klepper. Reparations for all victims of discrimination. Yeah. Okay, no. No, no, no. That's what you meant. That's
4: everybody. Not, that's not, okay. That's not what exactly we everybody. were talking about, okay? All right, screw you guys. That's why I get my own
3: show. Uh, Roy Wood Jr., Jordan Klepper, everybody. We'll be right back. So you, right. Don't, you don't you want me.
6: ACP Legal Defense Fund. Please welcome Cheryl and Eiffel. So lovely to have you here. It's wonderful to be here. Thank you, thank you. Thank you. I'm so happy to have you here. So um, right now, the Supreme Court they're they're hearing a case about affirmative action yeah. in college. This keeps coming up over and over again. Like, wh- why do you think you know we're, we're still having this battle. Yeah.
0: It's quite interesting. You know, uh, so I'm a litigator, and and most litigators, uh, lawyers, know that if you're going to take a case up to the Supreme Court, you're bound by precedent. If the Supreme Court has decided that issue before Mm -hmm. and has decided it one way, it's very hard to get the court to reverse course. It happens, uh, but it's hard to do, and you have to really have a reason for why you think at this moment the court should reverse course. Um, but this court has been doing it quite a bit at a brisk clip. <laughs> yes, um, And, you know, obviously we know the Dobbs decision, overturned Roe versus Wade, a, a 50-year-old uh, decision, and affirmative action as well. I mean, it's not as though the court is not deciding affirmative action over and over again. This is like, you know, you just keep going till you get the court you want. Um, In 1979, in the Bakke case, affirmative action in college admissions was challenged and upheld. It was upheld again then in the Grutter case um, out of University of Michigan. Then in 2016, again, in the Fisher case, University of Texas. And after the University of Texas loss, the man who has been behind this whole effort basically said, uh, you know, using a kind of a clue from the dissent of Justices Thomas and Alito, I think I need Asian-American plaintiffs. And he said about crafting a set of of claims that um, race conscious admissions is actually discriminatory against Asian-Americans. And that's the claim that he had brought uh, in 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 Harvard, at Harvard. And that's the case that's now before the Supreme Court. But should the Supreme Court be hearing this again when they just heard it in 2016 and before that just heard it in 2002 and before that just, you know. But um, it's a new court. Right. And so basically you have somebody who keeps coming back and now they have the court they want. Okay, but this scares me about the court though,
6: the court that we have now, right? I mean, it's it, the Supreme Court has really been our only recourse for justice. I mean, yeah. pretty much everything that we've gotten as far as rights, right, has been based on a decision from the Supreme Court. Now, every like like you said, Roe has been overturned. What do we do now? How, how do we get past this court?
0: Well, I think actually it's a sobering, sobering moment for us to recognize that although I think many of us grew up in a period of time where we believe that, it's in fact not true. It is true that the court decided Brown versus Board of Education, mm-hmm. which ended legal apartheid in this country and really changed American democracy, and there have been many other civil rights decisions from the court that have been wonderful. Most of them have not been wonderful, actually, um, in the history of the United States Supreme Court. And so we've always had to supplement it with legislative action, with the Civil Rights Act of 1964, with the Voting Rights Act of 1965, with the Fair Housing Act of 1968. Um, We've had to supplement it with direct action with protests with boycotts we've had to supplement it with education we've had to supplement it in all kinds of ways and so it's always been a multi-pronged strategy the problem we have now though is that the court seems bent on dismantling the successes we make in those other realms and so we see that with for example the the voting rights act which has been severely weakened Mm -hmm. you know by this supreme court that's where we have to really start to get worried and it is a real problem Um, It is not something to be taken lightly. And it's not just a partisan battle, as many people think. I've been a civil rights lawyer for 30 years. You win some and you lose some. The rule of law is that you abide by what the court says and does. But you do that with the knowledge that the court is behaving fairly and with integrity and legitimately. And when you start feeling like um, decisions are being made without the proper foundation, then it gets very hard to convince your clients that it's a fair system. And so I think we are in a kind of perilous moment um, as it relates to the court.
6: Before you go, I know you said something I want to get to, um, that you said our democracy, it's like a teen, we're teenagers, we're we're young, it's like teenagers. So what democracy is, what, staying up all night on uh, Snapchatting or something? Well, I mean, you you know, I
0: I mean, uh, yes, like teenagers who think they know everything, who um, have a grandiose sense of themselves, uh, who throw tantrums? Yes, we, we are. I mean, if you think about American democracy, at least for me, I wouldn't count America as a democracy, as certainly as a nation, but not as a democracy until at least 1954 when Brown was decided. Because you can't call a country a democracy if um, by law, if by law a whole segment of citizens can be denied the right to participate in the political system. So that's just, and that's being pretty generous. That's 1954. I would take it to 1965 with the Voting Rights Act because before the passage, Before the passage of the Voting Rights Act, even though the right of black people should have been guaranteed by the 14th and 15th Amendments to the Constitution enacted and ratified after the Civil War, most black people then lived in the South and still live in the South. And most of the South was denying the vote to black people. So until 1965 i wouldn't call us even credibly a democracy and if you think of it that way then we are young and so we're still figuring this thing out and i'd say wanda just to give people hope please give me some i'm gonna give you some hope (laughs) please (laughs) please give me some hope we're we're also trying to do something that no other country has done there is no template for the kind of multiracial democracy with the kind of history of white supremacy and slavery. There's no other country that's trying to do that in the dynamic way that we are doing it. Um, We talk about, you know, being a nation of immigrants, which is not entirely true, but immigration is a huge part of of the character of our country and 20th century immigration for sure made the country have the cast that it does. And so we're trying to create something. We're not trying to do something like another country. We're not pointing to them and saying, oh yeah, like that. Um, We're trying to do something very particular and it's hard. And that's what I'm currently writing a book about. It's called, Is This America? And um, it is about race, but it is also about what I think of at this moment as the last best chance for us to really create a healthy democracy in this country.
6: Okay, well, when you finish your book, uh, I I won't be here, but I'm sure they'll bring you back and there'll be a nice white guy sitting here (laughs) Interview.
1: Okay, (laughs) thank you so much. And we'll be right back after this.
3: American universities all around the world. They're known as some of the most prestigious institutions of learning. And so to get into them, you have to work hard, you have to volunteer, you have to play sports, you have to get super high grades, or you can just have shady rich parents.
4: Federal prosecutors today revealed what they say is the largest case of college admissions fraud in U.S. history. Charging coaches and affluent parents, including Hollywood elite, in a massive bribery scheme to fast-track kids into some of the country's top universities, including Yale and Stanford. All told, the 33 people named in the indictment paid an alleged $25 million in bribes.
0: Those kids' parents now facing jail time include real estate moguls, wine vineyard owners, entrepreneurs like trend expert Jane Buckingham, who posted this inspiring Instagram message last spring. Don't cheat, it reads. Yeah,
3: don't cheat, because I'm cheating. <laughs> and if we all start cheating, then it's fair game. So what even is the point? For more on this college admission scandal, we're joined now by a man who spends most of his time on college campuses, Michael Costa, everybody. <laughs> Michael...
7: <laughs> As
3: a college expert, I would love to know what are your thoughts?
7: Yeah, well, Trevor, this is the biggest college scandal since I was kicked off my a cappella team for quote-unquote, bringing a gun to rehearsal. (laughs) (laughs) They love their
3: rules.
7: But I'll tell you what, the whole thing just makes it clear to me that we need affirmative action.
3: Yeah, you know what, I agree, Michael. We need affirmative action, because that would help minority students compete against these well-connected families. No, 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 you
7: moron. I mean we need affirmative action for dumb rich kids, because if we stop letting wealthy parents bribe colleges, then their kids won't be able to get in. And dumb rich kids are just as important to campus diversity as any other minority. (laughs) Sure, black and Asian students add new perspectives, but without Spencer the trust fund baby, who's going to ride a wheelchair off Sigma Chi's roof screaming lines from Anchorman? Without dumb rich kids, who's going to teach me how to soak a tampon in vodka and put it up my ass so I can get drunk without having vodka breath? So, so... Michael, you approve of what these parents did? Yeah, but not in the way they were doing it. Secretly bribing colleges is despicable. They should be openly bribing these schools. Like, build a library and put their name on it. Then we all know who the dumb rich kids are. If... if Thatcher Worthington is going to class at Worthington Hall, everyone knows in that class not to work with him in a group assignment. And when-and when we all know who the dumb kids are, we can funnel them to jobs where they can't hurt anybody, like brand management or real estate, or... who are those people that instruct you through yoga? a a yoga instructor? Wow. Professor Brainiac over here, huh? (laughs) The point is, if parents are bribing people in secret, then we don't know who the dumb kids are, and we might end up letting them be engineers or doctors. like. Could you imagine if you got heart surgery from Donald Trump Jr.? (laughs) He'd probably get mixed up and put a can of Axe body spray
3: in there. Yeah, but-but, Costa, I hear what you're saying, but shouldn't we be trying to fix the overall system? Mm. Shouldn't people get into college based on merit alone? Trevor, our forefathers
7: fought hard for a just and equal society. And I would love to talk about the American dream with you, but. I gotta go. That vodka tampon is kicking in. So, <laughs> thanks for the tips, Spence. you my dog, Michael buddy. cost to everyone! <laughs> Explore more shows from the Daily Show Podcast universe by searching The Daily Show wherever you get your podcasts. Watch The Daily Show weeknights at 11,
2: 10 Central on Comedy Central and stream full episodes anytime on Paramount Plus. This has been a Comedy Central Podcast.